Uh, my name is Francis Y. Brown, and I'm the creative director and founder of Animax FYD Studios. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have one of a kind because he may be the first from Ghana to do it. I have Francis Y. Brown, and he is going to give us the game on how he got his animation companies, movies, film, uh, learning process for the kids and for the adults, because he has some stuff that even the adults will enjoy, and I can't wait to purchase it. And I do mean purchase by people, because we have to support this. MOFA is where everybody is, is talking about right now and how it got on my radar, but you are like the Tyler Perry, Francis, of animation in Ghana. So welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, Kellen. I'm doing great. Um, I'm currently at ANSI, ANSI International Film Festival in France, and um, I'm waiting for my quarantine uh, session to be done and uh, the festival to start. Well, tell us, you know, with the start, and I'm not going to ask you, if any, a lot of the questions that you have done on some other interviews, because I like to sometimes tag other interviews that did a great job, and you've done some great interviews, but you know, the process to get this from animation to Amazon is a big deal. And I know everybody is thinking right now, they gave you, you know, a $100 million check, but I've seen the other interviews and you're still in the grind. But how long has it taken you to get to this place with your animation? All right, so um, as, as an individual, as a freelancer, I'll say, uh, all in all, uh, I've been on the field for about uh, 12 to 15 years. So 15 years if I'm adding my educational background to it and also when I started training as an amateur. But I've been on the professional field for the past 10 years. And the studio itself um, has been in existence for five years. Um, it started in the year 2015 when I legally registered it and because good black does not crack if you take care of it some people those who watch and those who you know maybe will listen and then want to put a name to a face name they'll say hold on 15 years yes he started when he was five people so that's why you know it it, 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 it's like that. And, and me too, because I've been doing this 20 years of, of consulting and public relations. And I started when I was two, you know, just came out the, the womb almost. But with, with that grind and congratulations, because so many people, you know, would have given up by now. What has kept you going all this time? Uh, what has actually kept me going is, is pretty much simple. Is the, the fact that I was born an artist um, and also my inspiration, everything comes from the fact that I'm able to create all the time. So um, I have no other, though uh, I qualify to be in other fields, but this is my drive. This is my passion. I feel like this is my calling, like how other pastors would say they are called to be preachers of the world, 
the word. Others are saying that they are called to be doctors. So this is my calling into the world to be able to create animation for um, global consumption. And how have you sustained yourself for those young artists who are listening and say, you know, I have the same calling, but one, I know if I contact you right now, all the other artists are contacting you looking for paid work. Um, how did you sustain yourself? Did you have to have other positions and jobs while trying to, you know, sell your genius? Yeah. So um, what, what I did was I'm multi-talented. Uh, when you put me in any field in animation or art, I will function. So before I actually went to film school, I was a traditional artist. So I was doing a lot of uh, signboard paintings um, for uh, commercial purposes. And uh, when I enrolled in the film school, I was able to also grasp the full idea of filmmaking, the full concept. So I can write, I can shoot, I can uh, direct, I can edit, I can uh, create the sound. Like I'm a gorilla filmmaker. So what helped me the most was when I was building this studio, uh, I was leveraging on the other skills that I had, like photography skills, to go on to other projects to work. And I used that pay to come and fund my passion. That's the animation. So I was mainly robbing Peter to pay for. And, and, and what do you think separates you from so many others? Because, you know, people always will try to compare themselves to like a Michael Jordan or LeBron James and say, look, yeah. I shoot just like them. My stats are just as good, but mm -hmm. nobody is beating down my door to, you know, bring me to the next level. What do you think has propelled you besides just the grace of God, which I'm going to take that answer away. From <laughs> <you>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes. That, that, yeah, that, that's the given, you know, for all of us, if not by his grace. But is there anything else that you can tell the people where they can say, OK, I need to tap into that more? All right. So I think, first of all, I can't take that one off. Uh, it's, it's by the grace because we have a lot of people who are doing what I'm doing. Um, so the rest is uh, my fighting spirit. I'm a fighter. I don't give up. I don't easily give up. Uh, so I try, I hit, I hit, I hit. When I hit the wall, I find alternatives to go around the wall or I find tools to break down the wall and go through it. So I'm a fighter when it comes to uh, pushing my ideas and my passion through. Um, I also have good communication skills where I make sure I socialize a lot. I, I try to meet new people all the time. And when I meet them, I try to also find ways to bring to the table my value because um, I noticed that I noticed one thing that a lot of artists don't do is uh, we are very much inward. Um, inside our heads, we are saying a lot, but outwardly, we are not saying anything. We are just mm. frozen and we'll be in front of people and we'll be frozen. So I learned how to now. Uh, come out of that bubble, how to come out of my head and to truly express um, who I am and what I'm able to do and all that. Because when you meet with other professionals, they're able to talk about their craft so much and you might end up going home just knowing a whole lot about them and 
they know less about you. So I learned that craft of um, how to socialize. And when I socialize and it turns into business, then I know how to also handle the communication aspect of business. And can you tell the audience, what is the, how has conferences and festivals changed your life in pursuing your career? Uh, conferences and festivals have really changed my life in a major way, major, major way where I can't really phantom the full um, aspect of it. But what I can say is it is it, it enlightens me a lot. Uh, it makes it opens my eye to see that you might be good, but you might not be all that good. That you need a lot to learn. You need to keep learning. You need to keep pushing yourself because you keep on seeing new trends. You keep on seeing uh, things that are above you, beyond you. You keep on understanding the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Even help you to also see those that you are better than and uh, uh, the things that you need to uh, add up to your skills to upgrade. Uh, conferences, it helps you to also fully understand your business, like the business of animation for me, for instance. It helps me to understand the, the present state of animation, the current state, and also the future, what is all about and how we are going to shape up that future. So these conferences and festivals helps us a lot. And winning awards too from the festivals also gives us the opportunity to enter certain doors, certain places that on a normal day, you can't just write to them or call them that, hey, I want a meeting. But once you get that trophy, it automatically puts you in that uh, position to be able to make certain calls and even enter into certain rooms. For the young artists out there, or even maybe the old artists who haven't yet cracked the code, what would you say is a healthy budget in Ghana? And maybe you go to festivals all over the world now, but when you started off, what was a healthy budget? Because, you know, a lot of people in different fields say, oh, that conference, they want money. And yes, that's how they put the conference together. So they need money to do that. But, you know, for somebody who has their CDs and they're trying to budget, what's a healthy amount of CDs right now to put towards the conferences and the festivals and the workshops in Ghana? I mean, if you're in Ghana, uh, there are a lot of, um, first of all, there are a lot of free conferences going on. So you just have to check around you, uh, go onto the internet and check the kind of art conferences going on. Uh, a lot of the embassies, sometimes they are cultural attache, uh, organize some of these workshops, webinars, um, conferences for artists. And the ones that are paid for, um, you can start as low as 1,000 cities to uh, involve yourself in some conferences and you enter with all sorts of packages. Sometimes you get to have a whole um, CDs or a, a, a hard drive or pen drive full of uh, information, documents on how to even keep your books, how to go about your business. So thousand cities and above. And how political 
is, you know, when you're pursuing your career, you know, you have to be a likable person for anybody to want to do business. If you're you're nasty, I don't care how great your art is, you're not going to go too too far. You mentioned communication. How how political and, you know, how have you been able to, you know, separate yourself from others that you've seen like uh, this person, they act like they're, you know, a Sophia from a Sophia in London and Kim Awa people, you know, they, they act like they're him in a movie. Not that in Kim is really like that, but um, you know, I just give the people some idea because sometimes people have to know these things because they're intimidated before they get in the building. Yeah. Um, so normally personally, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm too conscious of that particular aspect, but um, I'm naturally cool, calm, collected. When I'm in a space, I try to observe a lot before I open my mouth. Um, I like to understand the situation, the kind of people around before I approach anyone. Uh, I end up always approaching one or two people because the more you observe, the more you take your time to understand the proceedings in a particular room. It gives you a very clear direction as to who to target, who to talk to, who to express more to, because some people in their, in their words or in their exchange, they tell you who they are, what they are looking for right away because they came with a purpose. So my, my main thing is I'm always... Uh, quiet. I look at what's going on before I, I get in there. And can you talk about, you know, the 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 cost of creating such a, a great, you know, project that you have? You have multiple projects right. and I know it takes a team to make a dream come true. So you hit your goals. But right. for those who say, well, I, I, I want to watch it, but I don't know if I want to support it just now. Can you talk about how expensive just one episode is? I'm a children's book author. And so yeah. I, you know, I tell people it, it costs about $10,000 to sometimes do a book back in the day. Now it's a little cheaper, but animation wise, I'm still paying, you know, at least $150 a page because that's what my animator said or my illustrator said they want it. And I'm going to always pay somebody what they want and not try to make a deal. So can you give some people like a ballpark figure? Because folks have great ideas all the time, but until you put your monies to work, it's just an idea. Yeah, so uh, with animation, the concept of uh, budgeting comes from uh, frame per second. And um, for the audience, those who don't know how animation works, um, you have to draw or expose your images 24 times. So you're drawing 24 different images to make a second. Cut 24. So per that 24... Uh, per every second is normally around hundred dollars, but that's for um, from for the international standard. Uh, if you say international market, the European market and American markets where it is really established, um, it starts from hundred and above. Some go all the way to five hundred dollars per second. So we we do about fifty to hundred. It depends on the quality of 
and also the details in um, the said project. And it's somebody out there, they were listening, they heard every word you said, but you know, math isn't everybody's strongest suit. I want you to rewind that back 10, 20 seconds and listen how expensive. So when you reach out to an illustrator, an animator, and they tell you that price, you know what it is. And also when you purchase this on Amazon or whatever other networks that it goes out on and you purchase it, you know that you're really getting a deal. You know, you're only paying for a small fraction for that piece that is going to possibly change your life. Because a lot of kids, especially those who are, you know, black kids from around the world, when they see themselves on film and there's very few people who are doing it and there's very few people who are doing it that look like those characters. So how important was it for you to have these you know, traditional stories mixed in with the new age, how important was it for you to push this out? Um, it was very much important to me because um, I, I was tired of seeing kids consuming, kids of today, 21st century. Myself, I grew up watching a whole lot of uh, foreign content on the TV. And up to now, we've still not changed that uh, particular situation where you want to entertain or educate your child or you want to distract them from uh, 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 you want to take the attention from yourself and give them something else to do all that you you notice most africans will be doing is to turn on foreign content for their kids and as an animator as a filmmaker a storyteller i felt why not? There is the need of filling that gap. That bridge needs to be built because we can't keep um, just trying to copy other stories. I have something that I say that you can't prepare breakfast better than an Englishman, the tea and bread breakfast. <laughs> you, can't create, you can't prepare it better than uh, an Englishman as an African. So you also have to learn how to create your uh, cocoa, your, your, your local ones. And that's exactly what uh, we set out to do. And gladly, we have it in a very good place. We have it in a better place. And we, we, we still keep on brainstorming and crushing our brains to the point where we'll be able to be much more dependent to, uh, uh, sorry, to be much independent to be able to uh, uh, widen our scope. And I have to throw in, cause you're messing with the, the, the food and the British can have all of their breakfast as long as I can have my jollof rice. And yes, folks, we will get into that. And I will give, I will say this, Ghana has, can beat Nigeria any day in the jollof rice war, but Senegal is saying, hey, Nagadef, we went in because we are the original and Senegal, you guys got the crown. We got it. Nobody wants to battle with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now you went with Amazon and some other networks. There are people like myself who say they don't always want. And I say these at conferences to people who are buyers. I, they don't want to give us the fair share for our black content that we know will work. You know, even Tyler Perry, it, it took decades, you know, for him to keep pushing and pushing to get where he's at right now. Um, 
what has been your you know experience with trying to sell to the networks uh so trying to sell to networks has been a very tough thing it's been very difficult when i started out i i felt i was always crying over budget oh i need production money i need production money and the more i get on to the next level in my career in my business i get to learn that getting securing production budget without a solid distribution channel or a machine is useless you you'll be in debt which is who are you showing your film to and that particular distribution machine or channel is the most difficult aspect for filmmakers and it has been it has been for lack of better word let me use it has been hijacked by these conglomerates these giants where for you to be able to get into the proper mainstream you have to go through them and getting through them is is a nightmare so uh getting getting distribution deal is very challenging it's almost close to impossible but the trick around it is to every filmmaker you need to as you're producing you need to always check your genre check the length of your of your film the the particular theme that you're going with and also look for a distribution agent a distribution company that is does very well in the particular the kind of project that you're producing once you're able to secure such a company to back you up uh, you're likely to secure if not one of these giants you're definitely likely to secure something good for yourself and let's talk about that i i have a black owned distribution company as far as i know they're the only black owned distribution company that does business with various people they know everybody when we go to the natpe conferences um you know everybody knows who that the, they are um and they're friends but do you think that these distribution companies and and and, and sorry i have to go there you know they have the connections so they do as much changing as saying hey from a nigerian saying i'm going to you know show you how to do a goosey soup and an a ghanian saying no i'm going to show you how to do a goosey stew this is pretty much the same thing you know same almost ingredients everything hey grab the maggie grab the pepe grab the goose you know but i'm going to switch the name so i can sell it to my audience um have you seen much value besides the connection or do they also say you know what your episodes are too long or don't speak too much pigeon or tree in there because we want to make this a global audience like how much of the creative side going with these people have you seen them make an impact well this this is a tough question <laughs> and i don't know how to it's a big political uh i would i'll try to answer it um this way uh for someone like me it's been it's been a long time coming so i'll use my experience to uh say um i believe that i needed a foot in the door and i needed to be seen 
and uh, to be valued for the, the kind of work that I'm able to produce and my studio is able to produce. So we, we, we weighed out uh, the pros and cons of some of these things that you talk about. And we felt, well, um, we are looking for global eyeballs. We are looking for more eyeballs to see what we do because it's not enough to just show you to uh, Ghanaians, which is just about 30 million eyeballs. And even out of the 30 million, you might be getting only about 5 million um, in their homes or on social media. So we decided to go for the masses. And the masses, yes, we have it in local uh, 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 settings. Sometimes we even chip in local languages in there. But we made sure that we kept the identity intact. Just the language that we changed. And sometimes it's because the the good thing about this particular uh, production is we 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 funded it ourselves before whatever came in came in. So as we were producing it, we had some liberties to to do what we want. But when you're going for funding from uh, an executive producer or a funding company or a streamer, most of the time they want to have a hold on. Uh, a creative direction, not entirely, but uh, what will make their project sell because they're all about the bottom line. They're about what will give them back their investment and also some sort of profit. Yeah, so basically, uh, we went with the whole idea of um, let's push um, our content, having all the uh, 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 cultural elements in there but we just lose a fraction of it as a language to make it audible for any audience who, who, who watch it around the world. And anybody out there, you know, I know you have spoken on previous interviews, you know, about not getting it in Ghana yet, but Ghana, I mean, you guys have Jumia, you have, you know, Amazon. I know it's a little taxing, but on the digital space, can you, you know, can it be, maybe even cheaper in Ghana because it's not like you're having to ship anything over. So can there be a deal to, to say, Hey, Amazon and Amazon used to let you pick your price. Um, Things have changed a little bit depending on your deal, but can you say for Ghana, we're going to make it even like a discount and the people will never know besides this interview, because you'll never be asked this question again. Um, But is it possible to do something like that? Um, because, you know, you always want to give a discount to the home team, but Ghana's internet, Ghana's internet penetration, you know, if we believe the records is only like 39% uh, versus America's that's in the eighties or even South Africa, that is like 56%. So people he's coming to Ghana, but he needs your sites to, you know, support this. But can you talk about just how impactful, an Amazon Prime deal is and and how for those who do have the internet and can stream, how they can change the game and change that narrative. Because if they all buy even that 39%, the powers that be will say, okay, Ghana really wants to see themselves in animation. 
Yes, uh, we are definitely working on that. Our agents are in negotiations with them to be able to look into those kind of things for Ghana and not just Ghana, uh, for Africa as a whole. Okay. And I, cause I know people who do film and, you know, there's some great stories and film and animation, but we all kind of need to know each other. That's why I get so excited with interviews like this, because we all have to connect so we can learn because, you know, the powers that be, and, and I'm going to call out a network, Netflix is known to take your stuff and not want to pay you for two years and say, we'll, we'll figure it out if we really like it. And it's like, those deals have to stop and we'll call you out because I got nothing to lose. I listen to my president Trump, you know, what do you got to lose? Absolutely nothing. Cause you gave us nothing. I fought for everything that I have. So, um, with that, we want to do deals with Netflix, but they have to be righteous deals. We want to do deals with everyone. Have you looked in to streaming on your own platform and saying, you know what, we're going to go from A to Z and we're going to handle, you know, ourselves internally as well. I, I think um, when I was talking earlier on, I made mention of something like that's where I said we are now brainstorming and crushing our brains to, um, uh, to the point where we will be able to control our own distribution channels and also have have a say, like, because just look at it. If you don't have the train or the plane or the car or the vehicle that you're going to put your content into it and ship it out to people, it's always going to, you're always going to be at a disadvantage point because you always have to go to the airport or the bus station or the train station to take others uh the product of others to take you there so definitely it's it's something that we would love to have uh in the coming uh years uh but we need to also build our uh tech and also internet penetration needs to go up in africa uh, the tariffs on internet is is insane in Africa, especially in Ghana. Like um, the amount that we are being charged just to browse on simple thing like Facebook, is insane. <clears throat> so all of these um, structural stuff needs to be deconstructed for us to be able to have uh, a seamless uh, distribution or platform for uh, some of these things. And the best is yet to come, but I'd like to know what is your community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? Because with all the success, I know that you have to bless. Yes. Uh, with that, we do a lot. Um, so we have internship programs that we run for the universities around. Um, we have about five universities that we run internship programs for. We also have uh, an artistic and also all-inclusion school that we go to uh, uh, empower them through art, not just animation, how to create art, how to create simple things. Every month we go there, and uh, their name is Multi-Kids Academy. And uh, we have uh, screenings, uh, outreach screenings that we go around the country showing 
animations and talking about career. So it's like uh, we name it Animas Career Day that we go around showing um, schools what is possible in the animation industry and field and how they can channel their um, what they are learning at school, right? school in visual arts to become something that will be their lifeline in the future. Well, all of that is, I mean, that's beautiful. That's a, a movie in itself, an animation movie or a documentary in itself. Let the people know, you know, any last words. I don't want to give them a game overload because I want them to go buy <laughs> this for those that can. I want them to go check it out, sit with their kids, connect with their kids while, you know, many of our kids are at home uh, studying. I'm a homeschooler. So, uh, you know, that that's every day. But let them know where they can connect in any last words. Yeah. So uh, with Animax, we, we set our, ourselves to be, the, we want to be the largest and the leading exporters of rich African content, original content. And Mofra is just the beginning of our, our journey where we have eight different shows on that content block. So within that eight shows, every show seeks to educate and entertain the child on a different subject. So we have shows that seek to teach uh, early birds like um, we love learning that's a title for that show uh, it teaches uh, preschool kids um, we have uh, Kuntus which is a family show that also seeks to educate and entertain the family on how to coexist as a family how to uh, say simple things like sorry please and all that uh, it, it takes us to also Anansi, which is like a family show, uh, an original African folklore. In our folklore, we have a character called Kokuanansi, which happens to be the first Spider-Man. Before the amazing Spider-Man, there was a Kokuanansi. And uh, Kukwanansi's story, we tell it with the grandfather sitting by the fireside with the grandchildren and narrating a story which transcends into an animation story. Um, we also have Captain Z, which is a sci-fi movie. And as we know, a lot of people outside the continent of Africa, uh, outside uh, being people of color, uh, have the perception that we people of color are not able to imagine into the future, which is a very funny concept and idea uh, whenever I hear that uh, someone is like, wow, you're doing sci-fi, you're thinking about the future. Like, yes, <laughs> we have brains too. <laughs> so yeah, um, Captain Z seeks to uh, solve environmental problems, environmental pollution problems. So we go into the future or we go into the past or in the present, we go into a certain situation to solve a particular problem going on in our environment. We have a uh, way to go. Way to go is set in a classroom or a school setting where we teach kids how to coexist, um, how to say once again, sorry, how to ask for favor from a friend in a proper way so that you don't end up becoming a bully. So all of these um, uh, 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 disciplinary 
uh, uh, ideas are carefully woven into the storyline. You might be watching it and be having fun, but at the end of the day, you will find yourself learning and also appreciating the fun that you're having. So I'll tell all of our audience watching me right now or watching us right now to uh, try their possible best to go on Amazon Prime to find Mofra channel is there and um, support the movement. And you guys, if you think I missed any questions, I want you to look in the links in the description box. You will see the link for the Amazon, but also for the Guyanian American Journal TV, where that brother did such a great interview. I can't copy any of his questions. He he tapped on so many different things and had commercial breaks with the ad. Like, <laughs> watch that. I, I want that that viewership to to go up as well because it informed me how to prepare for this and i want all the influencers that i know who watch my stuff to say kellen i want to have him on my show as well because i was going to say some names but if i miss any influencers names one person will be mad at me it's too many people to mention you understand francis if i say miss one person it's like if you have children yeah if you miss if you miss your if you miss your children's you know birthday just by a year they say no it was 2010 okay i'm sorry um but I thank you for coming on. You guys make sure that if you don't do anything else, you share this information with someone else so they can be blessed too. Be blessed, y'all. For sure. Thank and you. Friend- Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. This is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin.